Yo, 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 what up, what up, good morning, good morning, GMGM, Thursday, um, February 16th, 2023, look at that, another beautiful day to have a beautiful day, I got my co-host in the house, OSF, Mando, how y'all doing? GM guys, what's up? We are vibing. What's up, Mando? Let me boot up the video. Three, two, and one, and go. We're also live on video for those who want. Sorry, the stream uh, rugged as well. And the spaces uh, per usual. So we got pretty used to that. It's so weird, right? Like you start your space and you end up alone in the room and then it never starts. I don't know. I find that so annoying, but it is what it is. Mando, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Feeling good today. I finally... OSF's camera has got to change. I don't know what's going on. But you know what it is? Because we all have the same camera. Like, it's got to no. be... No, we don't, actually. Wait, he doesn't have the Logi? My, my, my laptop camera is actually better than the Yeah. Logitech. Yo, honestly, the laptop... Ca- and I will test it because I'm using a Logi right now. The laptop camera is better than the yeah. Logi Brio, which is insane because it's, it's sold to be, like, the best webcam for the best price. It's so shit. It's the one yeah. like every streamer uses. Not cheap either. It's like, it's like 250 quid. 250, like, yeah. What? 250 bucks for a 4K camera. And when we did the content, which, you know, the content that some people are going to see soon, I use my computer video because I realized that the Logi is just shit. <laughs> Ironically, I look the best. Yeah, look at you. Uh, but you, because, because you got the, the new Sony, right? You, you, have the, you have quite the setup now, Mando, right? I haven't got the Sony yet. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you forgot the, the lens. lens. <laughs> well, that'll lens. take another three months to deliver to Portugal, so you're good. I actually haven't even ordered a lens. I just like <laughs> I went back to London. I just didn't think I'd deal with Amazon in Portugal. But hold I on. I thought so. I have a Sony A6000 because there was a point in my life where I wanted to be the next case in iStat. That's the one I've got. Yeah. Okay. It. I never had to buy another a lens on the side of it. Are you sure that it doesn't come with like already an integrated like? Yeah, you have a lens already. You can use this camera. No, no lens. No, no, it, it's built in. Show me the camera. Show me the camera real quick. All right, y'all, we're also on video. You can come check it out. But show me the camera, Mando, real quick. Yeah, that's a lens, bro. Oh, no, it's not. I see. Mm, that sucks. I see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. It's, it's quick. Lens. We'll get there. Uh, you know, hopefully by 2024, we'll have the perfect content for you all. Uh, we're working on it, at least. We're working very hard. At the same time as being all three of us founders, in space, so and trying to host a daily show, which is which is always very easy, but but we do our best, which is fun. Uh, but anyways, anyways, speaking of daily show, speaking of daily show, hold on, I lost my titles uh, in the mix of losing uh, my Twitter Spaces link, so I'm gonna go back to Mando's Twitter page because he updated them all this morning. There you go. All right, today on the show, today, today. All right. Macro, crypto, and NFT market report daily. Summary, Blur versus OpenSea. What to do, who is right, what's right. We are, ladies and gentlemen, now officially, 
because it was kind of unofficial before. It was they were taking shots at each other. Now we're officially, as of yesterday, uh, at war. Uh, and you, you, yes, you, the participant, myself as well, uh, founders and creators, you're stuck in the middle of a war and you have no say in it uh, to see who's going to have the biggest valuation. Uh, GQ Magazine uh, enters Web3. Mongrel wins the sewer pass. The plague goes to Polygon. Wet Lambo NFTs and a bunch of other stuff happened in the space because the space is booming uh, regardless of what is going on in the macro. So, you know, NFTs are definitely not slowing down. There's still a lot of movement happening on this front. So anyways, 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 with that, let's get right into it. Daily Market Report. Brought to you by Rug Radio. Hey guys, so yeah, I mean the correlation between traditional markets and uh, and crypto has really continued to break down. Um, equities today, they're down. I think about one percent on both um, uh, on both the Nasdaq and the S and P five hundred. Uh, in the meantime. We saw a mega pump yesterday in crypto. Crypto is up yeah. like uh, I don't know five or ten percent, maybe on on Ethan Bitcoin. I think we hit um, we're at twenty twenty four point five k in Bitcoins. That's the Whoa. highest it's been all year. ETH has been flirting around with seventeen hundred for a while. I think we touched there a couple of times, um, and we've seen probably like a ten to twenty percent rally in altcoins overnight. So. I don't really know what's happened. There. I think, like we've always said, like buy. I always say buy regulatory fud. I think regulatory fud doesn't really change things for crypto in the medium to long term. But um, I have to admit, I was definitely surprised by the magnitude that we saw um, of uh, of those moves in the last twenty four hours or so. So it's just a really si- strong situation with strong price action. Obviously, Blur has been like the big outperformer. I think we hit as high as one point one. Yeah, one seventeen last night. That's yeah, right. that was up another like twenty percent or something like that, which is insane. Um, but it feels like crypto keeps going here. Like I'm seeing I'm, again, like I'm not a technical analysis person, um, but uh, I'm seeing all the the technical guys say like this is potentially a move that has legs higher as well. So wow, um, curious to see what happens from here. Um, but pretty yeah, like last week we had equities outperform crypto, like equities up, crypto down, and then this week we have. Um, crypto up and uh, and equities down a little bit. What, one thing I would note is that we had um, PPI come out today, the producer mm-hmm. price index, um, and that number came in at six percent versus a consensus of five point four percent. So that also shows like um, that came in higher than expected. Last month was six point five, so it's still heading in the in the right direction from an inflation standpoint. But um, that's another number. So we had CPI coming ahead of it higher than expectations. And PPI coming higher than expectations. And I think that's why traditional markets are a little bit weak today, but um, crypto doesn't really care. I think I, I, I've been trying to make sense of this because this just doesn't make sense to me, this move. Like, uh, TradFi has not had a good few days. The data coming out has not been good. Um, I think this might be what was posted earlier, um, maybe a couple of weeks ago. The idea that I think a lot of exchanges, a lot of funds, are moving out of stable coins and potentially into Bitcoin ETH. So this is kind of what you said yesterday, Farouk, is that like if stable coins get fudded, is this good for Bitcoin? Is this good for ETH? I I think if, for example, Circle, right? Yeah. If it if it gets one of these notices, one of these Wells notices, then the US government could basically freeze 
freeze that stablecoin. Like, it frees your assets. So, and, I mean, how big is USDC on that chart? Uh, so, like, if you go down to USDC, Tether's 70 billion. I think USDC is... Uh, 41, 41 billion. 41 billion. I wonder what's happened to the TVL of that over the last few over the last few sessions, because I reckon a large amount would be moving. Yeah, exactly. I think it's it's gone down, but um, I think a large amount of that would be moving out of stable coins and into Bitcoin and ETH. Like Bitcoin has had a massive move, like huge move. Yeah. For the the number one uh, uh, coin in crypto. Like it's outperformed most alts. I mean, look at and this. <laughs> That's the fifty-minute chart. <laughs> look at that. Exactly. So, <laughs> I, and it's a difficult one because you wonder when the actual headline comes out that they're going off the circle or they go after the next stablecoin. The market maybe pukes, but I, I'm just kind of wary of this move. Like, although I'm bullish and bullish, you know, I just don't know why it's happening. And something that kind of led me down the idea of, well, maybe this is to do with people changing their collateral, changing their reserves on like institutional levels. Yeah, it's um, it's quite interesting, actually. Oh, pretty. Yeah, look at it. I mean, it went us almost to twenty five here, uh, twenty almost, almost, almost twenty four nine. So it's pretty, uh, pretty some crazy price action. I've been, I mean, I've been listening to you guys a bunch. I was, I was wondering what to do with my own. I was like, holy shit, if these guys are not tripping, wow. Oh my God, it's happening again. The GM Web3 effect in full effect, boys. We're back. We're so back. <laughs> look at that. Look at that candle on ETH. What the fuck is going on? What the I'm hell I is going on? Oh my God. Is that above 7? Oh, yeah, but it is above 17. Yeah, bro. It's 1707, bro. Keeps um, going. Dude, let's, let's go. Going. Send it to the 2K. Mando, that's the 2K we wanted a few weeks ago. Sender. Keep going. Sender. Keep going. Sender. Of course, the OIRR, you know, everything. We talk about the market a lot on this show. If you're new to it, every morning we do the market report on crypto and macros that we move on to NFTs and talk about that for an hour. But, uh, but you know, it's, uh, it's, it's quite impressive. I, I'm, I was very intrigued. Like this whole like event is funny because it usually pumps like when you guys are asleep and I'm here like, fuck, I can't text my, I can't text Ovi asleep and I wonder what to do. It pumps at night hard. And last night I was just looking at the chart and I'm like, what do I do? Hmm. What would Mando do? And I'm like, damn it. Well, he doesn't understand why it's pumping, but he's bullish. So I'm like caught in between the two of them. <laughs> I'm just here. I mean, honestly, the only person I could think of this morning is Capo. Um, you know, he was trending yesterday on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, literally, like there was like a trend on this side. Well, now it's Blur, Floki, Sophie, and Pelicans. I don't know why, but that's what's happening in Canada, I guess. I'm being pushed at. Uh, but it says six hours ago, no changes, period. I'm not buying, period. So that's what... Uh, uh, this is that's why we're that's what's going on uh, on Capo's side. Uh, I had to drop a little, you know, uh, drop a little laughing emoji, but it's uh, definitely uh, definitely some movement uh, on uh, on that front here and the markets. One thing, I, one thing I was looking at was because it was quite a severe sell off when it went down from seventeen hundred to what fourteen fifty, I think, at one stage. Like that was a pretty big move, and I was like, oh, maybe maybe leverage has come back into the system pretty aggressively. One thing I would say is that the amount of leverage in crypto right now is much lower yeah. than it has been in the past. So I think 
for example, on ETH, that makes sense. it looks like the open interest in ETH is oh, 4.6 wow. billion right now. Now, back when ETH was this price in November, the open interest was, was about 7 billion. So, like, the amount of leverage is probably down about 40 to 50% in the market right now, which is a really healthy sign. It's a really, really healthy sign. Now, part of that leverage is probably to do with FTX. It was probably to do with um, probably the FTX move wiped out a lot of people. Well, what it should mean is that you you won't get these cascading sell-offs, I think, uh, in the same way that you can when leverage peaks. Like, leverage is low, and that's that's a bullish sign because if leverage was at 10 billion or 8 billion and we were back at this level, I'd be like, oh, you know, things can collapse pretty quickly, but... It still looks to me like a a time to buy dips. I don't know why we're rallying, but I'd buy I'd buy the dip <laughs> for sure um, because it. I just don't see the cascading liquidity mm. uh, effects of higher leverage. Like w- leverage is down forty percent in the market since November. That's a really really healthy sign, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I mean, look at the. Um, this is the chart that I've been looking at most, man. I know you guys don't talk charts a lot like that, but I'm just I just find it interesting. You see here, uh, it's a daily chart, and it's the last. Uh, it's been topping out a lot at around this area, right? 17. So I guess you just need to push this leg up. Hopefully, we get here, uh, and then you know we can stable up and, and have fun the rest of the year. Uh, <laughs> that's what we want. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, what are the? Do we have any macro catalysts on the way before I go into NFTs? Anything, um, anything coming uh, in the next days, weeks, Ovi, besides that FOMC you talked about, which is March 22nd, so we have quite some time Ovi, until then. We'll have, we'll have payrolls again and on the first week of March, and then we'll have inflation after that. And PPI today is important. You know, it's not like, doesn't have, it's not as big, there's not as much vol from PPI as there is from CPI, but it's important. Mm-hmm. And I think the number that we got from PPI kind of like, is another data point to say that we're maybe not like, uh, or maybe maybe not as up only as we think we right. might, as we think we are macro wise. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I mean, <laughs> wow, look at there, look at it go. I mean, seventeen twenty. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. It's God going, huh? damn. Wow, that is uh, that is impressive. It's really like ETH and Bitcoin that are leading the, leading this, isn't it? Like I everything think else. So is, is yeah, I mean, let's look at this. Let me just refresh the coin market cap here. Um, so we've reclaimed one trillion. Not only that, we're at one point eleven trillion now. Remember, we had we gone under a trillion. Uh, it was pretty wild. Uh, but I mean, look, uh, Bitcoin's up eight percent on uh, close to nine points on twenty four hours. ETH is up to eight point two percent. Then uh, BNB is up seven, so that's running. Um, it looks like the other ones that are. Big gainers are yeah. Polygon's up 12, 12 points. Wow, Polygon's at one forty two. Yeah, well, <laughs> so the ZK announcement Fuck happened a couple of days me. ago, right? Yes, so, the, the Z- I mean, I'm sure we'll get run. to that. Yeah, we'll get to Polygon um, in a second. But yeah, that's wow. Those are the gain. I mean, Soul's gaining, you know, always. But yeah, you're right. Bitcoin and Ether really. Le- wow, Bitcoin is really, really charging up right now. It's crazy, Bitcoin. But wow. think about it. If you're a big institutional fund and you have your money in stables. And you and with the drop of a hat, the U.S. government could um, basically have a lot more power, or at yeah. least freeze your funds. Not that I don't think they would, but they have a lot more power. Maybe, maybe Bitcoin does become the safest asset all over again. I don't know. Maybe it does. It's yeah. a very interesting one because this does not make sense based on what's been happening in 
in broader markets. All right. Um, well, you heard it here first. Red guy's moving to ordinals. Um, and so, you know. Um, <laughs> ETH is good too. You know, ETH is getting burned at the most insane ETH rate at the is moment. ultrasound money, baby. This Let's check ultrasound. on it. Let's have a look at this. Let's thing. have yeah, a look. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. That's insane. Yeah, ever since the blur airdrop happened, it just went nuts. Yo, um, I, yeah, that's true. That's true. Shout out to Blur for that. At least we'll give him credit for wanting there. Because uh, burn, baby, burn, ladies and gentlemen. You already know. I mean, <laughs> look at that, guys. 24th, we're negative 24K ETH. I mean, since, 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 that's insane. That's great. You know, you absolutely Excellent. love to see it, baby. I don't know if you guys can hear the music, right? You can? <laughs> burn, baby, burn, baby. You already know ETH is ultrasound money. We love a good update here on Jam Web 3. We love a little euphoria. You know, you absolutely love to see it. <laughs> burn, baby, bird. Anyways, let's get... <laughs> As Bitcoin is pushing to very close to $25,000, let's start talking about our favorite thing, and that's NFTs. Who is the man, macro daddy of the land? Can you dig it? GM, everyone. Look, it was it was a monster day yesterday in NFTs. Um, he had 130 million, roughly, of a uh, volume across the market. Um, broadly, a similar trend in all the same collections that we were speaking about yesterday. But the majority of volume was in other deeds. Other deeds pushed 2.2 at one stage. And this is just a huge collection, right? 100K. So to push something like that takes a lot of ETH. Um, but across the board, you know, I think... Looking on DGENs right now, there are 14 projects which did over 1,000 ETH in volume, which is very, very high. Um, and some of, the, some of the, 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 the floor price moves have been pretty crazy. Like, Only Force is now above 2 ETH. Um, cool Cats moved to 3 ETH from 2 ETH, big move there. Um, a bunch of sewer passes started trading again, um, as people, I think, uh, after, the, um, after the announcement of, the, of, of who actually won. And then... Um, yeah, just across the board, floor prices didn't move as aggressively today. Only a, only a few of them did. Um, looks like Nouns had a big move back up to 35 ETH. Digi's had a big a bit of a move. So it was maybe some of the collections that didn't move yesterday moved today. Um, but volumes have still been unbelievably high there. Um, and to be honest, it's just the who's who of blue chips, really, or aquamarine chips. Aquamarine, um, aquamarine. Yeah, who are, who are making up. 5,000 volume going through in Moonbirds. You don't if normally I, see that. Wait. Right? Majority oh, 40, of Moonbirds are, are, yeah. oh, yeah. are staked. Right? Nested, so, nested sir. Nested. Nested, please, sorry. Because I, I, I know that because I checked this morning. I finally claimed all of my, uh, my fanny packs and everything so I can get ready to, you know, do what I got to do here. Uh, rip the band-aid off. But, uh, but yeah. Really? Is that, is that it? Is that it for you, you, you and uh, Steve? I'm, I mean, look at this volume. You know? This is crazy volume, but the floor price is down. <laughs> I don't know how that's happened. <laughs> like, how many Moonbirds are even listed? Like, uh, I, I, I really thought it was a very low. It's only one percent of Moonbirds are listed. Six hundred and ninety-seven have traded, and floor price is like down. Yeah, but but it's not the same volume that we're used. Yeah, Luca. To, you know, I guess. <laughs> no, sorry, I no, you're to good. Go like, I, no, I I just like 
it's a lot of sloshing. Like this is not 5,000 ETH volume back in like 2021, you know, like where that, that thing would move it. It's, it's really interesting behavior, but it's almost like it feels a little placebo ish because like, dude, you, you know, we're used to like when you have that type of volume, like floor prices really move. And so I don't know. I, I, it's, I don't know if this is the new way of NFTs now. Like, is this like what's the standards going to be? It's going to be really interesting to shake out. I don't know if I you know, love it too much. I, but I agree with what you're saying. Like the volume doesn't seem like high quality volume because a lot of it is based around the blur airdrop, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry, the blur because it's double rewards right now. So people are putting collection bids and just smashing into collection bids in just thousands of size. And once you get to the top of those leaderboards at blur, you can just have huge collection bids. I think, you were saying yesterday there was another rec guy bid. Five hundred rec guys were being bid at one thirty-five. Something crazy, like. And so what you end up happening is these massive volumes, but it's actually just people getting hit on just tons and tons of the collection um, at, at bids which are blur airdrop farming. So um, oh, yeah, it's the yeah, birds it's just, right now. Yeah, the top of the chart here. If you look at blur, yeah, it's really the birds getting that bid right now. Exactly right, and once you get to the top of that, that means everyone has to bid. To get the rewards, um, and then you just see a lot of change, like changing hands of basically the same moonbirds. Because what was it? I saw that thing. It was it was something like one of the top, the top um, claim claimers of Blur token um, had basically only lost thirty five ETH in trading and claimed like a million dollars worth of Blur. Like um, so, there is some value there to just like being an airdrop. Far more, but um, yeah. Look, I think I think that's basically what everyone's doing. They're just they're just trading around the same ones. Yeah, but this is where I think they should make a move and bump that creator royalty because if you've noticed, the mm-hmm. volume is majority through one through ten, right? So if your floor price is from one ETH to ten ETH, because that 05 percent is nominal. Notice board apes is like board apes aren't really getting affected because 05 percent on eighty ETH is like a lot of money actually. Right. And so it, it's kind of like targeting this like one through 10 ETH range and it's just sloshing around. And I think you'd get a little bit less of that low quality volume if you were to just like incrementally start bumping it. Like if they were to make a move to like one, one and a half, you know, percent royalties, I think you'd see just a little bit of the nonsense drop off and it'd be a little bit more pure of a volume. Uh, but right now it's just like it's, it's like almost like make believe like doesn't feel real. I mean, usually, you know, like a, a, any other time p- prior to this time, if you had 5,000 ETH volume, you'd see a meaningful, you'd either be like a drastic move to the downside or a drastic move to the upside. This like, I mean, I'll just speak at Pudgies because I've been looking at it for the last day. Like we've been at 6.3 on OpenSea with thousands of volume traded. Like that's just like weird to look at. I definitely agree on the... Um on the comment about, um, about the, re- re- the, f- the fee, <laughs> I think, um, I think that should be bumped up. I mean, Mando, before we go into that, actually with regards to blur and, and OpenSea, I mean, I don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about on the NFT front specifically. I mean, yeah, Oni and cats are the two that have been catching the most. It seems, uh, heat in the last 24 hours, cool cats last night got swept, uh, to three ETH, uh, a lot of volume there. Uh, I think it's Pico top the three for now. And then Oni just like yesterday was a one four. And then we talked about it. It's now a two sixteen. It seems 
that's also getting some. So the two the two uh, projects that's the, that been rumored to have passed hands since the last twelve months, um, yeah. and so. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, um, there's nothing really much else to say. I would say that this—it feels as though the, the effect of the blur in, um, airdrop is going to be sustained, right? So they're continuing the, the double rewards throughout um, through to March, I think. And what um, Luca just said makes 100% sense. It's going to be focused on the main projects. It feels like, and that's maybe not healthy. You end up seeing this like massive churn of one to ten ETH star projects, um, and. Perhaps it's low quality volume, let's say. Yeah. But you're going to see huge volumes um, going through. And to be honest, like it, you might see massive sales. Like people who are massive holders of Cool Cats, for example, if that gets to the top of the of the list, they might sell. If you get if you're a massive holder of of you know any of these collections, you're going to get bids for like hundred plus of them at the floor price and. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I remember Franklin did that with the board apes at one stage. Yeah. He sold like <laughs> like thirty or forty board apes in one sweep, and I could see that happening with some of these other collections as well. Like people just just using it as that exit liquidity across the board. Yeah, Chimper is going to ha- Chimper's having a good day. Love to see that. Um, looks like they're at. Oh damn, I missed. I, I lost. Yeah, one five. Um, of course, uh, Luca's here. I know Pudgies are have been holding pretty strong above six. Sorry, uh, Moonbirds still above eight, but there's still this thing right now with uh, with regards to the to those uh, to those bids and then the zoo can beans, of course, that are top of the charts as usual with with all the Yuga assets, which are sitting pretty well. Again, like an impressive move on the on the other side, right? Uh, for it to move a hundred thousand units, uh, a floor like that, it's down over two ETH floor. Um, it's it's insane. It's yeah, that's super impressive. <laughs> like that right? that is actually like. That's like pretty cool. That's crazy to me. I mean, moving a hundred thousand collection from one point four to like two E's in a matter of a it's week. It's gonna go above mint. It's gonna go above mint, right? Above what was mint? So what's the mint price with fees? With I that? mean, the mint price with the with the yeah, gas is pretty yeah. horrific, but I, I think I've, it was. I, I remember minting too. I remember minting too on top of the stuff I got with my um, apes, uh, but. Uh, I forgot exactly how much I paid in gas. I remember it was absurd. It was a gas for two and a half, I think. Yeah, it was something like that. That's so, what happened. Yeah, but the market in general seems to be doing pretty well. But again, like, is it placebo? Is it just the blur effect? Is that going to last? Is that not going to last? Uh, we'll see. By the way, 25000 United States dollars for one Bitcoin, ladies and gentlemen. A 25K Bitcoin. Let's get it. You already know. You know, we love to see Big Daddy Bitcoin pump over here. Uh, big Daddy. <laughs> big Daddy. You know, the macro daddy. <laughs> the big the big crypto daddy over here. We love to see that do good. You know, good for everybody uh, when it comes to the market. Uh, so you absolutely love to see it. Uh, anyways, on the NFT front uh, as well, I mean... Marketplace wars, marketplace wars, marketplace wars. Let me pull up the blur article and tweet that they posted yesterday. Oh, perfect! I thought Luca was gone. I I wanted Luca to be on here uh, for uh, for for this one. Oh wow! See, you, you see what that? Wow! So we're definitely going to talk about that right now because that that's kind of point in case proven because Jack Butcher just did it, um, and and look at what it did to his collection. Wow! So, anyways, blur yesterday. Wow, that took about like four hours of my day yesterday, maybe more. Uh, so I'm trying to find the article for it. There you go. So yesterday, uh, you know, Blur announced a change in the royalty policy. 
which made, of course, a lot of move, which has been quite the chess move from them here. Uh, aggressive one, uh, to say the least. Uh, so the, the, now we can say that... Uh, um, now we can say that there's officially an actual war between marketplaces. Before it was like they were poking around at each other. Now it's like full-blown, uh, you know, they're going at one another. And so uh, if you can see the screen, uh, if not, just go to Blur and they, they, people have been sharing the... Um, the um, blah, 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 what is it called? This table. So basically, Blur is changing the royalty structure, and there's four options. Option one is that you don't block Blur, <clears throat> so you know everything goes as planned. So, you, but OpenSea does not enforce your royalties. However, you can catch the Blur bids, and the royalties on there are point five percent. Option two, which for example, checks until now, he just changed them apparently. Rug Radio's PFP tabs and some other collection that launched since January second, uh, I believe. Uh, that are permissioned on Blur, now it's full circumvent of that royalty. So even if you're permissioned, you're not getting that royalty on Blur. It's just 0.5%. And on top of that, but you're enforced on OpenSea, but on top of that, you don't, you're blocked from the Blur bids, right? It says it here, uh, black on white. It says, it's important to note that the block list disables bidding on Blur, but does not disable trading listing. For these collections, OpenSea enforces royalties and Blur enforces minimum 0.5%. So that's they've completely taken that out. Uh, and then option three, which is recommended by Blur, of course, is to block OpenSea. So you're 180. You, I, this, I know it's it's, it's great. Uh, we're really it's it's. Really I love the recommended. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. In caps, you gotta love the option three recommended in caps. It's so fucking good. Block OpenSea, uh, which is it's enforced full royalty on Blur, non-tradable asset on OpenSea, but you get your full royalty on Blur. And option four is an option that doesn't exist. It's unavailable, which is the best of both worlds that we all want here. I think we can all agree as founders, creators. That's what I've heard. We want it all. Meaning we don't block either. Automatically, we get a, we get the, the blur royalties. We get the open sea royalties. Now, being a founder in the space, I guess to speak to both sides. I got to tell you guys, because I did have to speak to everybody yesterday. And Mando, you're aware of stuff because, you know, Luca, we talked about it last night on the show. Definitely want to hear your thoughts again on here this morning and everybody here. But, you know. You, call, you called me up at 9 p.m. and just like, yeah. just went for me. Like, what should we do? I was like, I had no <laughs> idea. No calls. I mean, but dude, like, this is a weird decision. Like, you could. 11 hours straight right now. And I was about to have dinner and you just called me like further. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, because you're, you're caught in the weird situation as a founder in the space. Like yeah. when, because you have to think about your holders, you have to think about your treasury, because you are running a business at the end of the day, and you're trying to make you know some revenue through these royalties, and you got to think about the art, you got to think about the project, you got to think about everything, you got to think about absolutely everything in place, right? And it's not an easy, especially when you have a lot of holders, and on top of that, at the public facing shit, the blur and open sea fight, people fighting over blur, not fighting over blur, this and that, it's it's a. Uh, it's uh, it's it's become pretty uh, pretty crazy, and so this is a situation we're in full on war. But you know what? Let's just quickly before I pass it to you guys, and I definitely want to hear uh, Luca and Chad, Prophets, Greg, uh, Janko, GM, GM. But uh, two hours ago, it says so. Uh, Twenty hours ago, there was this tweet by Tyler. About two hours ago, Jack Butcher re-enabled blurred bids on checks, VV editions, and originals. Volume surge immediately. The originals went up thirty percent to point eighty eight ETH, and editions twenty three percent to one point one ETH. And so he he opened it up, and that was around the time where you we were talking about it and thinking about what we're gonna do on our on our own end. Uh, we're gonna make a decision today, and we're gonna come to the end of it. Uh, but you know, it's I think it's interesting. Again, like interesting. I mean, it's annoying because we're caught in the middle of a fight. Let it be known, and, and I want people to be really understand this. Neither OpenSea and Blur gives a fuck about your feelings. 
or your or your business. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I I I, I have friends on both ends. I'm just like I, I'm at a stage where like I'm a founder of a brand and we have multiple collections and I'm a public facing founder on top of that. So we have to deal with a lot of this. And like none of them care. They want to get the most volume. They want to get the biggest valuation and they want to get the biggest exit at some point or IPO or whatever it is they're going to go. They don't care. Okay. So who's caught in the middle of this? It's someone like me or someone like Corey, someone like Alien Queen. It's someone like you guys with DJ and someone, you know, it's those people that are caught in the middle of this fight between marketplaces. But at the end of the day, you got to follow the volume and, uh, and, and there's some volume there. But Luca made some great points um, the, yesterday that I want to hear. But first, Mando Ovi, what are your thoughts here? What are your thoughts on what is happening at the moment uh, on that side since yesterday? It's just a it's just a marketplace war, really, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. like OpenSea are blocking Blur. Blur are saying if you block OpenSea, you can get uh, your full royalties. Um, and it's just like, unfortunately, it means the victims are projects that aren't earning royalties. But um, it's pretty basic economics. It's a, it's a marketplace war. Um, they're trying to compete on price. They've kind of done that, but they've realized that there was such a big pushback from creators that they can't yeah. fully completely strip out royalties. They're trying to find other avenues. Um, but I don't know. Like, I don't know, really know what the solution is. Like, OpenSea put the ball in Blur's court, now Blur pushing the ball in OpenSea's court. And there isn't, like, there isn't really a situation where I think the two of them want to coexist. I think they both want to see each other fail or, or, or capture or whatever, whatever it is. So I don't really know what happens here. I mean, I think the market is big enough for two platforms to coexist, and currently that's the case. But Blur are being very, very aggressive with their tactics, with their obviously zero marketplace fees as well. Um, and ultimately, they've just built a better product. Like the like most people prefer... Some people prefer using OpenSea, fine, but most people prefer using Blur. And you have... The trader mode, which is really difficult to um, uh, extensive to use, you have like this basic mode and blur, but it's just about a billion times faster than OpenSea, and it's a product that works way better. And OpenSea have had these criticisms and complaints for a long, long time, and just haven't never really fixed them. So um, it's it's not a surprise that someone's coming to to attack them, but um, blur just being so aggressive about it with a stronger product, it just feels like. Um, I don't know. It just feels like the, the the tipping, the scales are tipping towards Blur. And I think they've been smart about their token drop. They've been smart about how to use it to incentivize people to trade. Whether that's a good thing or not for creators and NFT projects, I don't really know. I think the jury's still out there. But um, in terms of like them capturing more volumes, it's it's definitely working. Yeah, definitely is. Mando, what do you think here? Yeah, look, I, I think if I'm honest, OpenSea. They just didn't really play this right, it feels like. Um, the idea that they created this this um, this like way to block blur and then there's just a workaround just means it, we've got this kind of like mess, right? Like if they'd actually if they'd actually done like a proper way to block blur, it wouldn't be in the scenario. But now Blur found a workaround through Seaport, it just it just creates like a really messy scenario now. Um and in some ways, it's like even pushed it towards a, like an even more, an even worse situation, right? Than we were at. Like before, it was like, well, right. you could maybe hope to enforce royalties if you had this this block. But now that there's a workaround, like you're just kind of, you just it's just kind of screwed, and we're left in this scenario where 
royalties for creators are going to go down um, massively, I think, on the back of this, or at least it's going to be very, very difficult to sustain them. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not happy with this situation. Like, I think no. without royalties, for me, is one of the best innovations of what's going on here. Like, um, it allows you uh, creators to get paid on an ongoing basis. It allows... Um, it allows uh, project founders to spin up businesses with, with um, recurring revenues. It's not the be all and end all, but I think it was one of the best innovations of, of NFT technology. Like um, it was something that has been tried to be enforced in the art market before the idea of ongoing royalties, if your piece sells in a secondary market, but it's never really done that well. And it normally relies on some auction house paying you. And often it never really gets done. Um, so now that's a threat, and I really thought that was such a great innovation of what's going on in this space. Um, whether this we get to a, a cleaner scenario, I think that the main argument against OpenSea is they have 2.5% um, yes. in terms of their their fees. So, like, they're not really a good... Although they're defending creative royalties, they're, defend, they're defending it at the, um, at the cost of 2.5% to traders. And Blur, basically, although they say it was 0.5% minimum, um, it's not really defending what the creators kind of wanted as their as their um, as their fees. So I think it's messy. I just I don't really see this being healthy or good for the NFT market. I think we're very much in the middle of of a fight between them. Maybe if it was inevitable, I've seen I've seen things like the Digidai Gaku like solve, which might be where a lot of projects go um, in terms of trying to solve for maintaining royalties for new projects. Um, but yeah, for now, it just seems like a messy scenario. And all the NFT projects which were created before or during this period feel vulnerable to this war, if I'm honest. Yeah, I mean, it's not, a, it's not, it's not great. Um, I, you know, it's interesting because each of them also have their own excuse as per why the other one is bad, right? Like Blur is using the excuse that, but they allow PseudoSwap, but PseudoSwap is fucking a nothing burger. It's irrelevant. This is like it's 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 like dead and gone already. The whole pseudo swap thing, and then OpenSea saying, "Well, you do this, so we block you. So you don't want to use our royalty registry, yada yada yada." So we fight you. At the end of the day, I think like let's not kid ourselves here. Like they're like you know, at the end of the day, it's like whoever's gonna have the most capture the most volume. Like we're not stupid. I feel like it's times like yesterday, after spending multiple hours on it, going back and forth with with different teams on different platforms and and internally as well. Um, and even talking to traders, to like founders, just a, a very diverse group of people. Um, I, I just came to the conclusion that like, I feel like everyone's taking us for idiots. Like I literally, like at the end of the day, I was like, well, this whole conversation has always been an insult to my intelligence. Because one of them telling me this is bad. The one telling me that is bad. And and I'm in the middle of the two. And I, I did speak to on, on both sides. So I'm just trying to see what is best for my collection. I'm trying to see what's best for the artists with, with whom I worked. I'm trying to do what's best for the people, thousands of people that are not getting the bids on the collection. Why? Because we decided to protect an artist's work, right? So it's, you know, cause that's why you permission tabs, right? You're permission tabs because you want, you do it cause it's alien queen. You permission Corey Van Loop, PFPs with rock video cause it's Corey, right? But then you, you see all these things happen. Oh, Mando, you're muted. You, I, I don't think we can hear you. Uh, Sorry for tabs. It was a free profile picture project. That correct. We wanted to, correct, which we thought was doing right by the community. But then at the same time, um, Alien Queen 
should get paid, I think, for, for what she Correct. did. And Correct. I have always liked the concept of low upfront, high trading fees because it's far more we aligned the incentives of mm -hmm. the creators and the um and the uh, and the collectors. Whereas if you have a very high upfront mint, often that can not really align that well. But that's what a lot of people now go for. If if trading if trading fees start getting eroded, then it's really going to be how much you can raise up front for whatever concept idea. We're going to go back to point two to mints. Yeah, all of us. Like, and then you get much own, yeah. much bigger rugs, and the incentives can be very very off after that. Like mm -hmm. you give someone five million dollars up front, you've seen time and time again in this space that they rug. Um, and I just I, I don't know. I just don't think that's that's yeah. healthy. I mean, it's 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 definitely unhealthy. And uh, it's really weird. Luca, I mean, what do you think? We know we chatted yesterday. You, you, I know you've spoken to the team over there as well. Uh, what do you make of all this? Yeah, I, you know, you and I spoke briefly yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's a very interesting balance between principle and what's probably in the best interest of your holder, right? And so, like, being able to figure out this balance is one that I haven't, really figured out yet. But if we're looking for like action items and deliverables, like ways to make this an easier conversation and an easier choice, you know, my job over the next week, and I have this conversation tomorrow with Pac-Man is just like, dude, it's time to bump the 0.5% to one, like that, none, that gap just needs to be closed because as that gap closes, the, the conversation and the decision-making becomes easier. Right. But like, Right now, you're talking about 0.5% to 5%, and there really isn't an argument to be made. You have to kind of stand on your principles. But then there's that balance that we spoke about earlier, Farouk, which is like this is, you know, adding that liquidity and injecting that liquidity into your collection is better for your holders. And so now you're caught between a rock and a hard place where you have to make a decision, you know, that is either leaned into your principles and your values, which is creator and artist empowerment and then on the other side you have this huge liquidity injection that's waiting to be put into your collection you know that you want to put because that's going to benefit your holders that's going to put the, that's going to benefit the people that support you and you know to do that is to compromise on your values and to not to do that is to potentially you know get rid of an opportunity for your holders to have that extra liquidity and so it's a really tough spot. And to me, rather than just dwelling on the problem, I think like the action item is like, yo, Pac-Man, it's time to start the bumps. Like we can't just do these bumps every quarter or every, like if it starts to break, then you can reevaluate. But 0.5% is just like it, unbelievably nominal. We need to take a push and go a little bit higher and just see how that shakes out. But it, it's a tough spot for us to be in. It's not fair to be frank, but it's one that is very real. It's one that, you know, when I'm doing the math too, I don't know about you, Farouk, or if you've paid attention to this, but when I see 1500 ETH volume on OpenSea, we're not making 75 ETH on that. Like, I don't know how that's all we're shaking We're definitely out. not. Yeah, so like... <laughs> we're I, definitely I, I, not making much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't... I, 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 I've yet to wrap my head around it. We've been so swamped. I'm just like trying to roll things out that I'm not even like counting the ETH that we're making, even though I probably should in the next week. But I know for a fact that usually when OpenSea said 1,000 ETH volume, I would make 50 ETH. 
right? Now when it says 1500 ETH, I know for a fact I'm not making 75 ETH. So I'm also trying to figure out like where that discrepancy is coming because like if they're not really tied to each other, there's something there that I, I don't know yet, but I would love some clarity on that as well. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's so weird uh, to me uh, that you know that uh, that this is going on like that. I mean, we at this stage, like you have to make a decision, and you have to. I'll say, I'm assuming OpenSea is going to retaliate, uh, you know, soon as well. I don't think OpenSea is going to watch this happen, not say anything. In the past, we've seen OpenSea reply like within within days. So I, I guess we'll see what happens there. Jenko, dude, give me some legal right here. Give me some of that legalese, baby. Uh oh, I see Ira Rothkin requesting too, Jenko. Oh no. Mando OSF, are we doing this? No, I don't play. I'm totally playing. Go on, Jenko. I hear like real heartbreak when Luca talks about this and when you talk about this position you've been put in, and we have like world class founders in this space up here. So I did want to raise my hand and just throw like sometimes my experience, I see things, you know, from my narrow perspective but you have a perfect storm of a trade association right here you really have great horizontal relationships among projects and if they're kind of boxing you in there's a way that maybe you guys can come up with a bill of rights and say hey and and maybe take that principled stand that luca talks about but it's every individual project's decision but maybe there's this opportunity to kind of come together on the creator side and say hey listen we need at least these 10 things or we're not doing business with any of you but that's it's gut-wrenching to hear you guys talk about the position you've been put in because of the game theory of of kind of the competitors i mean it sucks like there's another way to put it like yesterday literally like i stopped my day and i was i got on the phone with both parties i got on the phone with a bunch of founders i i called up mando ov uh obviously logs everything i had to find Corey in puerto rico and tell him yo like this is like this is what's going on right now this is a situation this is something we're working on together. Are you okay if I have to pivot, right? And so, and so, it was all of these different things. And so, I can't imagine the creators in between as well. So, this is something that's just affecting everyone at this stage, including every single project founder that has a, a project post. Uh, it, well, the pre twenty twenty, especially twenty twenty two, but even post is even crazier because this is really the ones that's just not getting any of these bids. And at the end of the day, that's something Sobi was saying yesterday to me. He said it. He's like, listen, Farouk, like you follow the volume. You turn it on, you turn it off, you turn it on, you turn it off if you have to multiple times, but you've, you've got to follow the volume at some point because this is how the this game works. follow the good projects. That as well. That as well. But you know what, Ray? Not really right now, in my opinion, if you ask Especially me. Especially when they gamify the, the marketplace. Exactly. Like, if you're looking at the top projects right now, like, you know, like, you have, you have, like, you have an old rug that's up, like, to 100% something. You have a bunch of projects that haven't delivered anything. Uh, back-to-back that are catching bids and you have a bunch of things going on i mean i think it's not that hard to see to see what's happening here you know what i mean um so it's just like it's just interesting to see um the way people play but you're right you're absolutely right though ray like there is this aspect which is like you know what like fuck this you know the project the volume will follow because you're gonna it's a marathon and you're gonna and you're gonna be able to and there's a lot more coming up which is something i've talked about with um 9059 at length uh, yesterday as well. Uh, Ira, GM, I mean, another attorney on our stage. What do you make of all this? What's happening? Hello, Farouk. Uh, I, um, I'm, I'm in disbelief, to be honest with you. Um, when we 
basically got involved in this new era of NFTs, the core part of it was to give royalties to artists. I mean, California in around 2018 created a law that provided for royalties for secondary sales on in real life art. And because of some legal complexities, um, it got overturned by an appellate court. But when you're dealing with NFT licensing, that's fair game for artists to finally get what they deserve. You know, they start off many of them unknown and they should be able to leverage as their career evolve, even in the micro way here in the NFT ecosystem, you know, benefits for their, for their hard work. And it shouldn't just only go to collectors. Now, look, the marketplace could decide if some folks don't want to have a royalty, that's fine. If others do, that's a way for them to actually grow and, and to thrive and to pay their employees and things like that. So I'm finding I'm in great disbelief. Now, when we created a, a metadata standard back a long time ago, I think OpenSea was the one who actually created it with Dapper. And that's the way that royalties are manifested. They're manifested in the metadata. And OpenSea, to their credit, has enforced it. And folks did quite well. And then someone comes along, and this is just my own argument. Folks can disagree with me on this. And say, you know what? We have a course of performance for these artists. Um, society, in large part, understands that as a condition proceeding to getting the NFT license, you got to pay the royalty. And then a competitor comes up which goes neener, neener, we're not going to go ahead and collect the, the royalty. And therefore, we're going to go ahead and grab market share. Now, what does that mean to me? It means to me that somebody has unfair competition claims. You know, in my career, you know, I've been involved in unfair competition claims. I had one a few years ago where, you know, dog poop manufacturers were each litigating against each other because someone evidently allegedly lied about the biodegradability of a bag. And therefore, got more, more uh, customers for, for less money because they didn't have to comply. Well, here, if you have a wholesale denial of royalties, especially those that are written in the metadata or even more so uh, in legal terms and, and license agreements, then you're basically ignoring the royalties. You may be putting at risk the folks who are buying from you that they're never actually getting the NFT license because they're in breach from day one, that would mean OpenSea may have a claim against Blur for unfair competition. And that may mean the artists may have claims against Blur for unfair business practices or worse, copyright infringement because they, they never, no one got the uh, copyright license. So that's my opening salvo. Um, I'm happy to be heckled, but that's my honest view. No, that uh, that makes uh, perfect sense. On uh, you guys, just quickly, Ira uh, Janko, on a legal standpoint, is nothing like nothing there. Is what's what's does is there anything here on either end? Like what's or it's just like we just can't do shit about it. Like is is all this like is all this kosher? Because <laughs> that's what I'm asking. <laughs> is all this kosher? <laughs> I, I he just the said that there's, if you want to fight it, there's a reasonable fight to be had. There's a good faith oh, fight wow. by a creator and by the other marketplace. If it's a fight that somebody wants to take on. Exactly. I think OpenSea, certainly, if they're going to honor royalties, especially royalties that are manifest in the metadata, and Blur is not, and they're grabbing market share, they would be best positioned 
from both a monetary and a resource perspective from bringing the unfair competition claim and letting a court decide whether or not it's okay for them to have that kind of business model. It could be you very might get well an read. early injunction, right, Ira? If you get someone like you arguing, you might get an early injunction. Well, and then you get that market share. All back. right, Ira, let's uh, chat. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. It's uh, I guess we'll see. I'm curious which is going to be the first collection to take action uh, on that front. Well, what what someone should do, and again, it's not legal advice, but what someone should do is come out with a collection, um, and make it op- absolutely clear in the NFT license agreement that's juxtaposed to it that a condition precedent for any authorization for anyone to market or manifest in any way for marketing that they abide by the license and the royalty provisions. And if someone goes ahead and does this and they don't honor the royalty provisions, it makes a nice clean case. And that would be the best test case possible. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that one day we can, you know, one day, one day we can achieve uh, that fourth option, which is uh, which is not really an option right now. It's called unavailable, uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, we can achieve that, and uh, we'll be able to get the best of all worlds and achieve uh, you know royalties across platform all marketplaces. Mando, just quick before I shut down this topic, uh, you just tweeted uh, three minutes ago. Don't assume volumes equals royalties. Red Guy NFT has traded over 10k ETH on Blur. This has led to 15.9% in royalties. And I'm sharing it here on the screen, but t- talk to me about this tweet, Mando. Describe it to me. <laughs> You're muted again. <laughs> Hold on. It's so funny to see his lips move on video. <laughs> it's all, every time. It's so funny. Go ahead. Well, it's just, I think you, people are going to start to get very different concepts of like how projects are earning now. Like that's that's like less than what less than like zero point one percent of of royalties there. So I think um, I, I think I saw a tweet maybe it was yesterday or the day before, which is like calling out Goblin Town or something like that for like the fact that they had so much volume and like. The, it wasn't seeing ETH. You're going to see this across the board. Like volume stats are going to look nothing like royalty stats um, because um, n- none of these are being paid. Like none of these royalties are being paid. So, yeah, um, it's it's true. Uh, it's it's true. It's it's pretty true. I don't even know what we're getting from from the from the from the from the from our uh, from our end in terms of the. Is that your claim that you just did it work out? Is that what happened? No, that's it. Like the ETH is, ETH is kept there. So like it's, if you oh. use Zappa, you can see, if you put in your contract address and Zappa, you'll be able to see how much has been earned in terms of royalties. Oh, okay. Take your contract address for Rug Radio and then put it, put it into Zappa. And you should be able to see. Okay. I'm a, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go and give that a look. But anyways, 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 that, uh, that, 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 that's a good conversation, good discussion. We're definitely going to keep it going. On the Rug Radio side, we'll keep up posted what, this, what we decide to do uh, on that front. You know, may have to play the volume game, may have to not play the volume game. Uh, we'll see uh, what goes on there uh, with that. But definitely a conversation I wanted to have this morning. I'm glad we added to the topics and an ongoing one space. Which uh, And it's good that people get, um, like, I, I'm, I'm happy Luca came too. Uh, and that we have also, obviously, Ovi and Mando who have, who have their own projects to worry about. 
um, so that we could have the conversation and, and just like for people to hear like, dude, like there's so much more that goes into play uh, when you have a project in the space and just like what uh, some people are just used to seeing, right? It's not all like, you know, uh, hey, you put the collection out and then you don't worry anymore. You have to, there's a lot that goes, uh, that goes into that. But anyways, uh, in other news, in other news, in the NFT space, it looks like, it looks like GQ, it looks like GQ joined the space, huh? Is that what's going on, uh, Mando? Let's see what's happening there. Oh, you're muted again. Do you have a button? Hold on. Yeah, no, I've been yeah, muted because the baby's crying. But, but you um, can hear the baby. Let the baby talk in the show. Maybe she wants to be an early podcaster. You might know more about this, right? You had a, I think you had a call with them yesterday, did you not? Yeah, I chatted with them. Because, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. I just can't find the... Is it a different page? Oh, it's here. No, sorry. They put in their actual... See, that's always what I look for first. I don't like when brands create a separate page. For their Web3 endeavors. If you're going to go Web3 and embrace Web3 and you're a brand coming into the space, don't be doing like a Web3 page. So I like that. First of all, I like that it's from the official page <laughs> and the gold take. No, uh, just chatting. Just curious about what's uh, what's happening with the collection. It looks like they're, they're going with the changes good uh, collection as a name. I didn't get to listen to the space. So definitely chatted before so. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to load the page as well to show people uh, on here. And now I've, pretty much broken uh restream uh, just give me a second i'll fix it uh, real quick while i do this but uh they came on the um, they came on twitter spaces yesterday saying that they're now going to be releasing a collection i believe um and i don't think it's that many nfts actually and um and there's it's collaborative with a bunch of different uh artists as well I haven't really looked into it much more than this, but uh, here it is. It says the collection features generative digital artworks created by four carefully curated artists and includes 1661 of a one-of-a-kind one-of-a-kind pieces uh, priced at 0.1957 ETH each. Uh, so yeah, that's the year they were uh, created. Uh, it says purchasing a piece grants access to unique GQ perks like a magazine subscription, exclusive merch, early access to future jobs. Uh, yeah, so... And then treat it because they do events and stuff and have these like GQ boxes, whatever it is. Um, I mean, it's, it's interesting to see uh, a mag enter, right? Like, I think the, the best example you can relate it to is time, right? What Keith has done with um, with time. I'm not sure. Did you just try speaking, Mando? No, okay. Sorry. Sometimes I see your lips move. I'm like, damn, am I, am I, do I need to look at his screen? <laughs> but it seems like uh, the, the, the four artists, too, like, I love to see that there's Rio in there. Uh, good friend, he's a fire artist. Uh, and his art is really, really cool. So um, it's Rio, Kelsey, uh, Niziolek, No Pattern, you know, Chuck, dope, uh, and Serwa Atafua. So, uh, and curious to see what happens on, on that drop. But yeah, it seems like it's mostly like um, this sort of like an access, right? And again, like, to me, this is just like, it makes sense. I don't know about you guys, what you think on that. That doesn't mean go buy it and that it's going to, you know, anyways, it's not minted. It's March 8th, it says here. Doesn't mean that it's going to pump like crazy to Valhalla and whatever. But I think that if you're looking at project, uh, brands trying to enter Web3, this is not a bad try, right? And so we'll see where it goes now, of course. Let's, let's wait until March 8th and the day of. Uh, but, you know, the GQ... If I'm not mistaken, uh, who is GQ owned by? Yeah, that's what I thought. So GQ is owned by Condé Nast. And Condé Nast definitely know what they're doing. Uh, that's for sure. It's a very, very respectable brand uh, and so and company. So it's a, it's a media company for, for those who are – it's like a mass media company, basically uh, 100 years old. Uh, and they're just 
massive. It's actually like, it's pretty like if you're in media, this is like you look up the Condé Nast type of thing. Uh, and so it's, uh, it's, I think uh, I'm curious, you know, I, I, I welcome that stuff. Um, and it seems like it's, um, you know, part of a wave of, uh, of brands that continue to join Web3, right? Web3 isn't dead after all and uh, NFTs either. And uh, it seems like there's still this massive demand for it. So uh, a lot of brands are still entering, it seems, and are, are just preparing for, for, you know, whatever happens next market, I assume, and for, and for mass adoption, which I hope at some point happens. I mean, we're still not there. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm waiting, though, for the one brand that's going to bring a ton of new uh, people in. But, yeah, I don't know if Banda Ovi, what you think. I mean, I think we should put OSF on the cover of GQ. Um, I think we should, um, I think we should, I mean, look at him. Look at him with the glasses on. Damn. Look at him. Let me, let me put him on the billboard here. Sheesh. Check this out. I just realized I could play with the, with the, with the, the cameras. Like oh, that. shit. So now I'm not on the yeah, main you're, screen. You're, you're, you're the billboard. You're, you're, you're the billboard with your, with your camera that looks antiquated from the 1970s. Uh, but it's, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I'm just playing. Uh, when, when, when Ovi, uh, on, on the cover of GQ? When? <laughs> <laughs> when? Oh, say when. Let, let's look at their website real quick. Uh, it says introducing GQ's first ever drop of digital art. Uh, obviously, the artists are native. Uh, their artwork. Some of you probably know them. I mean, I was aware of um, Rio and, and Chuck. I don't know uh, Sir and Kelsey just as much, but their art looks really fire. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm curious to see what happens then. So I think that's um that's about it on that front. I don't think there's um. There's, there's much more on the GQ front. They just made the, the, the spaces to announce it. I'm assuming that's what Keith was talking about yesterday <laughs> when he just bumped into, bumped to our, uh, bumped into our, uh, our Twitter spaces. So uh, we'll see what happens then uh, with, uh, with this drop. In other news as well, um, so the sewer pass, Dookie Dash, right? Yesterday we are talking about how the, the scores are going to be validated, boys. It seems like uh, Mongral, uh, you know, the Fortnite player, uh, you know, the champion Fortnite player who 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 um who won with nine hundred thousand something points, uh, I think nine twenty eight here, uh, was awarded the key. He was awarded the key uh to uh you know to the sewer um that was stuck in a monkey's butthole. Uh, so he's got it. Here it is. Uh, Board Ape Yacht Club tweeted yesterday. Many have dashed, more have dookied, but one person arrived. Congratulations to Mongral. The key is yours. And that came after a sea of people getting uh, their tickets null and void. I saw Tropo. Uh, I guess he passed his key around for people to play with and they cheated with it. And all his three keys were gone to zero. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and if you check, even you guys check your keys, you, you'll see that. that um, Tropo's, Tropo's moved on to ordinals already. He's doing fine. Yeah, Tropo's good. Tropo's good. I mean, I, I heard he's burning his mutant, uh, sorry, his ape, just like, uh, just like, uh, just like uh, the rest of the people, like corporate wizards, uh, and, and getting Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin punks uh, with the 121G fund. But anyways, uh, so it seems like Mongrel, uh, it seems like Mongrel's got it. Uh, also, we're past holders can now refresh the metadata on their passes to see final scores. Scores you will be able to use your your pass to summon your power source on March 8th, 2023. So March 8th, 2023 is when you're going to be able to summon your power source, so they say. And then also our pass holders can re-enter the sewer on February 22nd for an opportunity to earn a companion trait to their sewer, to their power sources during a bonus round, something we're calling toad mode. Um, this will be a separate leader, leaderboard. So basically... If you have a null and void pass from what I've picked up, you can still play the second game, 
but you don't get the special trait from the first game. So you see how you're just accumulating traits across multiple games, I believe three, if I'm not mistaken, and we're getting into the second one. Um, so, t- yeah, they tweet about this too as well, so if you scroll down. Um, even if your score is currently set to zero, you can still play Toad Mode uh, for a chance to get a score uh, ahead of the submarine. So, what do you guys think about that? You guys going to play more? You guys going to play every game with every key? What do you think goes on next? Too many games. Too many games, not enough time. <laughs> guess, guess, guess starting to get complicated now, isn't it? Is there another round of it? I hadn't even looked. There's three games, bro. <laughs> oh my god, seriously? I'm pretty sure there's three games. Oh. What? <laughs> Dude, that's my thing too. <laughs> you guys are fighting your own bags you right can't now. run projects and play this game. Like, this is just, this Dude, is too much. I know, right? You literally can't. There's no chance you can be a founder. Oh, look, it's, it's too much, yeah, it's too much for us. It's not too much for a lot of people. People are loving it. So, oh my god! Oh god! Oh, yeah, that's gonna be. Uh, I'm, I guess. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna be really invested in this by the end. I thought it was done. I thought. I thought. I thought at least the gaming aspect would have been over by just now. Keeps, just keeps sucking you in, sucking you back in, doesn't it? The <laughs> <laughs> run, Egen's wreck guy. You know, you know what it reminds. You know what it reminds me of. Do you know, like, um, you know, when you walk down Oxford Circus and there's that guy outside that perfume shop, and he's like, gets this crowd, and he's like, look, got this microphone, and he's like, hey, everyone, like, come round and listen to like, this great like perfume. I'm gonna sell, like, I'm gonna talk to you guys about, and like, it builds a big crowd, and it just never gets to the point. That's what it feels like. No, <laughs> I've never done that. I think I think probably less than one person in the audience has ever done that. <laughs> I don't even I, I didn't I don't even understand what you were saying talking about. I, I you when, you, when you get when you go to Covent Garden and someone's performing and they like yeah. build around this big crowd and they just keep like hyping it up and hyping it up and then Yeah. Yeah. And then you just well, hopefully it's patient. good. Yeah. Hopefully it's good at the end. I still don't get it. You think it's not you don't think <laughs> it's gonna on, be good. Oh, let me put you on the billboard. Maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna understand you better. Go again. Oh, that, that would explain again. it way better. That would explain it way better. So you're at a perfume store. Okay. Well, well, Look, let me say this. Maybe it's like a, you get told that if you listen to a show, you get to collect a poet, and it just mm-hmm. keeps going and going, and you keep oh, listening to loads of shows. I get you keep that one. Keep trying to like collect <laughs> and stuff, but you never really know if you're going to like make the real mint, etc. Next thing you know, you've wasted hours and hours and hours of your life, and you, all you've got is like some fucking poets, which aren't even NFTs, and you don't know like what you get at the end. Like that's. And then you're like, shit, I've just wasted all my time. I wonder yeah. who they got advice from. <laughs> I think his name starts with an R. I'm going I'm I'm to Yo, yo, Buffett. <laughs> Buffett, did you, did you play Dookie Dash and has your score uh, been, been, uh, been, been, uh, been accounted for? Oh, you want to put me on the spot right now in front of your 500 listeners? Fine. <laughs> um, I do. I you're played- on stage. What's good? Tell I me. played one time, and it was uh, the last hour we had, and I got to twenty thousand. There you that's go. Not bad. I think I did okay. Um, so I'm gonna. I'm actually claiming the last place, and nobody else can uh can claim that. I'm taking. It. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? You don't Look, allow. As far as I'm concerned, right now, the points did not matter in this last round, unless you're first. It does seem that way. It, it does no, seem like that, that's what it's like so far. People to Wait, play. Hold on. Didn't an 18-year-old win, win this? Like an 18-year-old gamer? He's the one. Yeah, yeah, Mongrel, who is the he's a champion Fortnite player, is the one who got the key right. so far. So all the all you guys who spent Machi and everybody with all the you guys spent all these money on these gamers for what? Yeah, the exactly. Best gamer one. Yeah, that's 
That I mean, that's that's pretty much. Who did Matchy pay? I don't know. I'm uh, talking shit. He's talking with nobody. But I know. Oh, Dylan Dylan been playing. Sorry. New task. <laughs> new task. This week you're playing Dookie Dash for me. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a skyscraper in Taiwan playing for him. Oh my god. Okay, you sit right there. You're gonna play Dookie Dash for me. Oh my god. We're just kidding, y'all, okay? Don't don't start, you know. Okay, yeah, okay. Be careful. Yeah, okay. You know, there's already a marketplace war going on. We don't need more. Uh, I don't need my favorite Twitter spaces hoes coming at each other. Uh, you know, which just happened with Ovi. And now you, now you, Mando. Damn, you are spicy. Is it because Prophet's on stage with us for one morning out of I'm, 365 I days? I did feel. I felt I, I, I had to do something. Prophet, did you ship my sneakers? Man, bro, you did you send the bread, motherfucker? Yesterday. <laughs> He's a liar. He sent shit. I sent it He's yesterday. He's such a liar. He's such He's a liar about lie, sending I shit. I would have got that notification. Pal. No, I swear to God, I did send it yesterday. Right on the spot. Oh. <laughs> so that's worrisome. <laughs> <laughs> so that's oh, worrisome. Shit. No way. That that is worrisome. So Profits is my sneaker dealer now. So she's got me those that are sitting right in the back of me, those Montreal Bagel Nikes. Right there. Right there. Look at these Montreal Bagel Dunks. I haven't worn them yet because it's not nice out, but you know, they're fire. Fire look at the sesame seeds on them joints. But, yeah. Speaking of sneakers, what's up with them big red boots today? What Man, the- that's why I was quiet at the beginning of the show. I couldn't fucking cop. I'm Wait. online and it sold out. Oh, now the I mischief gotta- ones? Yeah, I need that. I need those, those, those joints. Fucking- I copped a pair. Fucking- Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I-, I got fucking shitty service. Luke, are you buying those? <laughs> no, so I'm, I'm not going to rock those because I definitely look like something I have a doctor's shoe. But it I, looks but like I, you're a doodle. Yeah, he's tall. Right? Look at you're tall. You'd look, yeah. You'd yeah, look. you guys would clown me like Slender Man, and I get all I, the I would rock that. Yo, Mando, Ovi, would you rock this? This is the new Mischief Boots that I've that broken the internet. Uh, you're asking, well, I can people, but I just saw them, and I thought maybe you're not. No, but I, but I will. Doodles. Those are Doodles boots right there. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is like the physical you get from the Genesis boxes. <laughs> this is the Doodles fanny pack equivalent. <laughs> No, but I will say this. I do have some mischief shoes, and it's probably their hardest drop ever. It's Air Max ones with the whole, with holy water in in the in the bottom, and it's like blessed by a priest. It's like really oh, super Luka sick. Got it, the, okay, Luca. Yeah, it, it's their it's Luka their best shoe cool. ever. So I had to flex Luka really quick. Maybe cool. That's actually yeah. a really good grail right there. Good yeah, no, it's a super grail for sure. I just just oh, had to flex. Sorry. Oh, the holy water boots. The holy water boots. Uh, the holy water boots. That reminds me. I need to create a code for today's rock token uh, for people who want to listen to earn uh, to a show. But maybe we call. What should the code be? You guys want to pick a code? Who wants to pick profits. a code on here? All right. Yeah, uh, pick so, profits. All right. I'm, a code's going to be profits. I got to go set up. Don't run yet, but rock.fm forward slash rewards. We have 1,750 members already. If you want to Corey Van Luke, Rock Video, PFP, membership pass. So Rock Video. Genesis NFT, you could earn token for listening to our show live. And the code is going to be profits and it's going to be open from 11.45 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So in one minute uh, to, uh, to uh, 12 p.m. Uh, that way that is all set and done. And profits, I did send you the bread yesterday. Uh, Bro, I'm going to text you because I don't see it. Okay, perfect. So I just hope I didn't send it to the wrong address. That would suck. <laughs> That would definitely uh, suck. How much does a pair of sneakers cost these days? Those are about a thousand dollars. But (laughs) fuck me, has it got holy water in it? He's about to. (laughs) 
that'd be priceless. No, the, the holy one, the holy water one is going to run you way more than that. Yeah, the holy water ones are going to run you way more. So were these doodle, doodle boots. I saw Diplo wearing them at the other, at the Astro Boy at Sneaker Con. Look at these. I mean, damn, look at them joints. Uh, it's, this is so funny. Oh, my, oh, my. Uh, but anyways, um, anyways, anyways, we had something else to talk about. Oh, Polygon. Polygon. Two actually, news for Polygon. Talk about this actually for, what are you, you going to wear for NFT Paris? Like, what, what do you mean? What I'm going to wear? Like, what I mean, do you surely think you are, your my game girlfriend? is going to be high in Paris, <laughs> okay. right? Um, my wardrobe co- is composed of a lot You've of. You've got to get some of these, right? My my Just wardrobe, right? Yeah, I mean, in Paris, you know, I'm bringing my 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 usual heat. You know, um, you know, we pack in heat, nice sneakers, uh, and uh, and a whole lot of of comfy hoodies because it is cold in France. Uh, and so I packed up a, you know, I'm probably gonna pack up a bunch of. Uh, bunch of nice cozy uh gear uh, but the pro- it's gonna be more like when kanye went with his mates we don't talk about kanye anymore you're not allowed to oh yeah sorry about that god damn just kidding uh so um <laughs> but uh but in other news uh well paris i don't know i'm gonna go in your my mando attire i'm just gonna wear a shirt and pants yeah. I might just get the boot. I might just get big, get those big red boots just to change it up. Honestly, Mando, I would love for you to do that. Yeah, I think you should do that. Uh, I definitely, uh, definitely think that you should be doing that. Uh, you know, uh, Mando would be great. I mean, I think you should join Ovi and I and and and, and twin with us. You burnt your, your flip rim. Uh, you know, Rob Ness official uh, Pepe hat with a ninety cc t shirt, a pair of sneakers, and black jeans. That's gonna be our attire all week. We're we're doing a lot in Paris next week, by the way. Um, we're going to be able to talk about it shortly. I know, Luca, you have your event as well. Rex Show, there's an event. We have ours that we're going to be announcing shortly uh, as well, but it's not a party at night, so hopefully there's going to be a good, good amount of people can show up. Uh, speaking of three different events in three different days, it's going to be a – there's a lot happening. That whole Paris, NFT Paris thing literally turned into like – in my notes, I just called it Paris NFT Week because at this stage, it's just like – it's just like there's a lot going on. Well, it seems like it's point. kind of the new NFT NYC, the vibe that it I'm is, getting. I'm like, getting that vibe too. It seems like the NFT NYC is went kaput because it's just a disaster, even though we were already booked for that this year. But it seems like NFT Paris is a place to be, like uh, per what I'm seeing. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, sure. It's yeah. going to be good, I think. It's like the first big one of the year as well, I guess, right? I guess it's East Denver, but it's, it's not really like a huge... NFT thing out there, or at least there was last year, but I think this year a ton of people come to NFT. Are you coming, Luca? Yeah, we're throwing a whole event. We have like, uh, we're doing something with D Gods and Frank, and so it's going to be a good time. They, uh, nice. they booked the boat that we were going to try and book. Yeah, it's so funny. We, <laughs> yeah, were, about we, to, got the we boat. were about to book that boat, and then uh, our coordinator was like, oh, D Gods booked that. And so we've known about you guys having an event forever just because of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah we're, we're gonna try to sink the ship that's the goal no so don't do careful. that bro don't God don't record it but uh, it is recorded in oh. case of an investigation by any federal entity or similar i do not have any involvement with this group or with the people in it so i do not really? know how i'm here probably yes, adding that. a third party i do not support any members by any actions of this group talk about sinking a boat with their holders God damn. uh anyways Okay, so back to regular schedule programming. Uh, Bitcoin's still close to 25K. No signs of stopping. Ethereum is still 19... Seven, sorry, not 1900. <laughs> no signs of stopping. And Polygon is pumping. And speaking of Polygon, yesterday there was some news on that front. Uh, a plague is spreading to the Polygon network. 
The frogs of the Plague NFT are joining Polygon to execute on the Plague's mission, decentralizing opportunity through innovation products, in, all in the spirit of Web3. Uh, and so it seems like, so the frogs are not moving uh, to Polygon, but uh, they're doing different stuff uh, with them. So it says uh, in January, marketing a Plague born. Okay, so it seems in January, the frog tank Plague Launchpad launched Acorn.io in partnership with Leap Media, a Plague born marketing company. And introducing their earn to earn E to E NFT. The E to E NFT is a cross chain NFT powering a system that monetizes the marketing powers of its holders. Leap Media uses Polygon for the application layer of the escrow protocol. Polygon's low gas fees, faster transactions, estate sync data bridges are core features that allows for its utility heavy blockchain solution to run at scale. Amanda, what do you think? I mean, you're quite the Polygon stand as well. Uh, I think this is why it pumped. <laughs> Fuck the ZK. Um, I think <laughs> we had we had. He's <laughs> so out of Sorry. pocket, bro. I love um, it. I love this man. God, we had uh, we had him on right, and he we was did. talking very similar to how actually Kevin was talking from D Gods of like building out the plague as a SaaS company, essentially, um, or at least having you know that as one of the core things they're going to do. And often these sort of applications require a lot of throughput. They require a lot of transactions, cheap transactions to grow community. So the fact that both the Plague and Utes, which were both centering a lot of their offering around this, you know, SaaS style products, um, are both moving to, to Polygon, or at least part of their, their offering is going to be on Polygon, I think makes total sense. I think a lot of, a lot of people who are going down that route where you're building the technology behind um, which is going to appeal to like mass market might go down that route. Actually, come to think of it, Luca, have you ever have you looked at something like this? Like when you, I know you're building out various different um, SaaS style products, but is it also going to be on ETH, or are you, are, you, are you thinking about looking at other chains? Yeah, so we have kind of have like a SaaS product that will be on ETH, but our we have a digital integration that goes into all of our toys. So we were thinking, okay, how do we bring? NFT technology to regular people through these toys rather than just like NFT IP. Mm. And that's all built off of Polygon. So we have like this very interesting soul bound forever pudgy penguin is what we're calling it. Uh, so when you buy a toy, you're going to be able to customize your own, you know, soul bound Polygon pudgy that reflects your toy. I like that. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I was talking to the Polygon team yesterday um they're they're definitely uh they're definitely doing a lot of cool stuff uh and uh the whole zkvm uh thing is pretty cool i don't know if uh if you want to explain it real quick mando what was the, what was the news on the zkvm side um yeah hospital pass they just, <laughs> yeah they just looking to go to mainnet on the zk evm uh which is their roll-up right um this is one of a few different zk um roll-ups in the market right now and polygon looks like it's maybe going to be one of the first to deploy um um, but that's that's a huge deal. At the moment, Polygon works as a sidechain. It's a Plasma sidechain, essentially. Um, but as they move towards a ZK, it means all the security will be on uh, the Ethereum level. Um, it means that they, I think, can do somewhere between five to 10,000 transactions per second. Um, and it's, this sort of technology is the sort of technology with which... Um, we are hoping that Ethereum can scale pretty rapidly with um, 
the other style of roll up is an optimistic roll up. That's a slightly different. Um, the bridging can be a little bit more difficult with with um, optimistic. That's probably the main user difference. It can take a long time to get your um, assets on and off chain, particularly off chain. CK is much quicker. Um, so part of your bridging issues with with Polygon as well might might shift after this happens. Um, but it, it's a it's a very very big deal because um, at the moment Ethereum. I think even after the move to proof of stake is, I mean, I need to double check how many transactions it's doing per second, but um, it's in the hundreds and uh, this is the way that it can scale to get to the, to get into the thousands. I know before it moved to proof of proof of stake, it was like 13 transactions per second, which is really, really, really low. Um, I need to double check what that is now. Maybe it says it even on ultrasound money, but uh, yeah, this is, this is basically going to be how, do you think it does here? The scaling of ETH happens. Where do you want me to check? Do you want me to go anywhere here in the transactions? Just check ultrasound money. I am on I think it. It yeah. probably does say the TPS. Uh, does, it does it? No, I don't think so. Uh, hold on. Like, I know when they do the full rollout, like uh, in after the oversharding and you get the splurge or whatever it is, all, all of they're hoping to get Ethereum up to like 100,000 uh, transactions per second. I think before, yeah, before the upgrade, it was it was like 13. I, I need to, I just haven't even seen what the transactions per second is, but I'm sure it's it's higher. It's in between where where um uh, where Matic is and where and where it was before. But it, yeah, this is how it's going to scale. Like this is layer two is going to be much higher. Uh, transactions, much lower cost. Remember, uh, Matic at that stage will also move to Ethereum being the gas fee. Right now, yeah. Matic is the gas fee on Matic, um, whereas Ethereum is going to be the gas fee going forward. There are a bunch of other ZK names you may have heard of, there, like ZK Sync, um, Starkware. Um, there's there's three or four others. They're all, they're all moving towards a ZK solution. Um, and then Arbitrum and Optimism are the main optimistic rollups in the market, which are the other form of rollup. Yeah. Um, so I mean, look at look at the Polygon, kind of matic price, bro. Have you have you traded since? I know you and I we 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 traded together back and forth quite a lot. We did good, but I did not load up. That's for sure. Since I sold um, that one time, I, I have a bag of matic, but it's in my uh, don't touch it wallet. But in my hot wallet, I um yeah I, I, I sold it actually I sold it when it went I sold it in your I'm, hot so wallet. Ape. Are you using a hot wallet, Mando? It's in my like my trading wallet. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I sold it when I was taking ape and then and then. Uh, wow, I mean, look at that. Went back to ETH over Matic when when it, when it uh, wow. started the year. I mean, look at how I know we're gonna go off here, but look at how we're leaving this show off. Look at this markets. I mean, <laughs> wow. Look at these charts, man. The ETH is at 1721. Polygon's 142. Um, you know, and Bitcoin right now uh, is really just 25K pretty much. Uh, profits, I fixed it. I fixed it. You, know, you guys want to know what I did, by the way? Bro, I was so nervous. Was like... so funny. So yesterday, I had to send Profits some, 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 some ETH uh, to, 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 for the shoes, right? 
I was gonna say, please <laughs> thank fucking for sneakers. Nothing for, NFT for sneakers. related. For yeah, it's for sneakers. It's it's for it's so she can show my project on on the Web three Expo. So yesterday I was doing my monthly. I was like doing my I was doing my monthly under the table payment from my doc's wallet. Mind you, actually I paid from my wallet where I hold two hundred eighty five rug radio assets. Uh, and so I did it from that wallet so everybody sees it. And so I was doing that for, as a weekly recurring payment that I pay her in books so that they can shill face of Web3 on Web3 Exposed. Um, and so <laughs> I was playing. But so basically I was buying something. I don't want to say what I'm buying because the person who was receiving it may be in the audience. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think they are. But anyways, um, and, so, and so I was buying it. And then I just checked the transaction because I did send the money, right? And I sent it to myself. I realized I copy and pasted my own address. So I basically, I sent the ETH. So I sent it from, let's say, Farouk.eth to Farouk.eth. <laughs> and I, re- I was wondering why the ETH, pri- ETH amount in my wallet didn't go down. I just left the computer because I did it quick, right? Because I was like, fuck, I got to get it quick because your profit's got to go. I got to pay. This guy said, hold on. You're like, yeah, ETH is popping. My price didn't change at all. <laughs> yeah, and I love that because I, she gets paid at USD, but I'm paying ETH. And now it costs me 0.1 ETH less because ETH, Pumped. Yeah, hold on. I lost <laughs> out on 0.1, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 so I'm here, like, I'm here, like, hey, this mistake ended up saving me 0.1 ETH because I'm paying US dollar value in ETH. This is awesome. You know, I'm pretty which, a good mistake. Which, Farouk, I have a question because I've, I've dealt through this dilemma. I, I have my own answer, but I'm curious to see your answer. Uh, you know, if somebody, if you give somebody, let's say, two ETH, uh, for let's say $3,000 and ETH pumps and they pay you back a week later, oh. ETH is at 2000 they pay you back two Don't ETH. Do, do, do you want the USD or Don't. do you want the ETH back? I yeah. want the USD. Matt, Matt, Matt's not his strong point, you know. <laughs> no, I want the USD. He's, he's, he's a qualitative thinker. <laughs> Hell no, Luca. What the? People I would get the pay. USD. I would peg it to the USD <laughs> amount. This is not a damn DeFi lending platform, yeah. remember? What yeah, yeah. Luca, who are you lending money to? No, uh, my my answer is is whatever number is greater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, on your, I like that. I mean, it's true. I mean, if you're like, yeah, it's it's definitely. I, yeah, I try not to get in pickles like that. Um, you know, pickles. Yeah, no, I try I, to make it very. This is what yeah. I want back, even though I wanted an ETH, I need USD value. Thanks, pal. Yeah, that's what I would say. Honestly, I think pegging it to the USD value is uh, unless it's an NFT and you bought an ETH, it's like yo, toss me point five ETH. I got to mint this NFT. ETH pumps or doesn't pump, like it's 0.5 ETH. You pay. Like it depends on the value of the amount, like on, on what the, anyways, 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 that's, that's how we do it uh, in my opinion. But anyways, anyways, that wraps up a really good show today. I love that we definitely had a lot of topics to cover. Oh, while the market is doing pretty well. So you absolutely love to see that. Shout out to Luca. Prophet Jenko and Ira Rothkin for, for coming up uh, on the stage. They requested to speak and come and chat with us. That made it even more fun. Big shout out to Golden Crypto. As usual, is going to post a thread recapping the, the spaces on the Rogue Radio account and post these clips. I love the clips, by the way. Yesterday, Golden posted the clips of Casey Rotomore, which was our last week's interview with uh, with the founder, you know, the person behind Ordinals, the most hated man on the Bitcoin blockchain. Uh, some great clips there. He was extremely like energetic. So it was a really good interview. Mando, you should go listen back. It was really cool. I know you got to the end of that, but like the clips are great. Um, and there's a, there's a bunch of them and that was a lot of fun and with that big kudos as usual to my co-host Osef and Mando and with that with that with that we'll see y'all tomorrow morning 10.30am Eastern Standard Time 7.30am Pacific Standard Time for another episode of Jam Web 3 on Rock Radio let's go and it's a beautiful let's go. Let's go.
Those are penguin sounds. I'm just kidding. I love y'all. Peace out.